What are we talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked. Since Halloween is coming up next week, Ooh. I'm trying to think of spooky sounds, but Nick could put that in there. Ah. We're going to talk about uh, fear, right? And, or maybe costumes or masks. I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a thriller. Ooh, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> oh, that was so cheesy. All right. But today, what we're actually going to talk about is like, why are people afraid to make goals? Yeah. Right. Because sometimes people want to do certain things. They can see themselves accomplishing something, but in reality, they are afraid to take action. And what we're going to talk about today is why that is the case. Ooh. And hopefully we can help them out. There's a lot of fears and we're going to cover a few today. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Marissa Hyatt, here with Ken Ferreira. Did I say that right? You nailed it, girl. Yay! That's what I'm talking She's been practicing all week. I really haven't, but oh, that's, I did that's take even Spanish, more so I got a little, little bit in there. Duolingo, there you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about fears today. It is just happens that when you decide to go after a big goal, yeah, one of the things that can instantly happen is a lot of fear can come up. And there's all kinds of voices and all the things. We're not talking about Halloween type of voices, <laughs> just to be clear. Boom! We're talking about your own internal voices that can come in and say to you, uh, actually, you can't do this. Yep. And here's a whole host of reasons of why and all the things. And you know, it's like, here's every bit of fear that you've ever had. So Ken, what is kind of the first fear that people might experience when they're setting like a really, really big goal? I, I think the biggest one, especially if you're a recovering perfectionist like myself, is uh, fear of failure. Yeah. Right? Like we hate failing. And because we don't want to experience that failure, it's easier to sometimes say, no, I don't want to go through that. I'd rather just stay with status quo. Yeah. This is kind of like the obvious one. You know, like we all think about like, oh, obviously fear of failure. Everybody's got it at some time or another. When, you know, in your life, when you've been going after a big goal, like when has this shown up for you and you're just like, ugh, here it is again. Yeah. I, I remember actually when I was, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was 19, there was this uh, kind of like a Spartan race that I was supposed to do with yeah. a, a group of people. And I was just really afraid of not doing it because I was like, I don't think I'm going to succeed. And and it was like a Spartan death race, like a five day uh, intense thing where you're just going nonstop, right? See how wow. long you can go. And I just remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to do it. And I, I decided I didn't want to and I wasn't going to sign up. Well, finally, a couple of friends convinced me to sign up and I did it. Right? I didn't go all five days. Right, It made it like 24 hours. But I just remember uh, and I was kicking myself so much for failing and not going all five days. Oh, so you did feel like failure I happened. I did feel like failure okay. happened. And I knew it. And like, I remember sitting there thinking, you see, this is why I shouldn't have done this because now I failed. I'm showed all my friends I'm a failure. I didn't uh, succeed in this. And I remember talking to the guy who was actually um, facilitating it. He was a former Navy SEAL. And I said, look, I'm a failure. And he's like, Ken, you failed at this event. Don't fail at life. Oh, and I was like, you're right. 
And he's like, just use it as a lesson and keep moving forward. And I, I, that was when I was 19. I still remember that moment. It was like, okay, I did fail. Like it oh. happened, but I'm not a failure. Don't let right. this happen in life. Keep yeah, pressing that's forward. A, that's a good distinction of like, don't self-identify with the failure. Like, let it be what it is. And the truth is, if you learn anything from it, at least my own belief is like, that's not even failure. Failure is not even trying in my book. I needed to learn that progress is is good, you know, and that like I pushed myself into a challenge where I felt like whatever I do something, I have to succeed at it and I have to crush it. Yeah. And learning that like there are certain things that I'm just like, I'm not. And yeah. it's okay. And like just moving forward, but learning from those lessons. Uh, yeah. I think also specifically for that event, I would have also told myself like, hey, just go five more minutes. I could push myself. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that was very revealing to me is how, where was my stress threshold mm. on like what I could handle at the time. Yeah. And I think if I did it today, I'd probably be able to do it a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, I think that like this whole idea of uh, mental toughness, mm. you know, which I don't know, I've done several different kind of similar experiences, like hardcore physical, like you're pushing yourself. And I think that is like the name of the game is you've got to just kind of kick yourself in the rear like in your own mind of like, suck it up. Like you can do this. Yeah. You know, you've got like failure is if you quit. Yeah. Failure is not when you continue to go. So you've got to, you've got to have kind of that tough love with yourself. Yeah. And that, that will be super helpful as we think about the the second one, right? Because if fear of failure is typically one of the main reasons why people are afraid to reach their goals, but yeah. there is a second one that we can talk about, which is. Yeah. Fear of change. And this one is so good. Mm. This is kind of a little bit more unexpected. Uh, but I do think that this is a major factor for when you're trying to achieve a goal and you're, especially if it's a really big goal, you know, we talk in our smarter framework about, uh, one of the R stands for risky, that your goals need to be risky. And this is a really overlooked, I think, uh, aspect of goal setting is that you think like, well, you know, I want it to be doable or attainable or whatever you want it to be within reach. And what we say is it actually needs to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone in order to motivate you. If it's all within your comfort zone, like you're not going to be that motivated. You're not going to stick with it. It's the stuff that challenges you, that pushes you forward, that gets you out of bed every morning. Um, and the fear of change can totally like squash that because if you're going, okay, this is a big risky goal and there's a big potential for change. I don't know if I want the change. Like I'm kind of comfortable now. Again, it's this pain pleasure kind of thing. You know, the pain of change is too big. And so you just say, well, I'll just stay in my comfort zone. For me, this really showed up. Um, this was several years ago. I don't know, actually, if you know this, you might, I don't know if I've talked Ooh. to you about this before. So I ended up spending uh, three months in Italy. This was like five years ago. Nice. And this was something I always wanted to do. I always felt strongly like I've, I felt this pull to Italy. I wanted to go. I had been before, but like for a, I don't know, a week or something. And I wanted to go back. And I was kind of at a point in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had been working in a network marketing company. I was really successful in that company. It was kind of in this weird place of like, I'm not really having to work a lot, but I, I don't really know what to do. And I felt pretty lost. And um, I started having this pull towards Italy of like, I, maybe I should go. And the biggest thing that was preventing me from going was this fear of change. Like, what if I go and 
it totally changes my whole life. Mm. And I knew this was really critical. There's a couple things in my life that this has happened with where it's like something shows up as an opportunity or a decision that I have to make. And I know this is going to be like a game changer. Um, And this was one of those moments. But I was terrified of like, is this going to end friendships? Is this going to end relationships? Am I going to be, am I going to ever want to come back? Like, I don't know. And I actually bought a one-way ticket. So Dude, that was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and and I remember I actually had a conversation with my mom and was really struggling. This is right before I bought the tickets and I was terrified. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I'm going by myself to a foreign country where I don't speak the language. I was like, I don't know, 26 or seven at the time. I was like, how can I do this by myself? Like, this is stupid. This is irresponsible. And my mom looked at me and my mom, like she knows better than anybody else, how to give me good, tough love. And she was like, Marissa, if you don't go, you will regret this for the rest of your life. So whatever fear, whatever you're afraid of, like you need to be more afraid of regretting this for the rest of your life. Mm. And I went home and booked my plane tickets that night and went and it was a game changer and totally changed my life in the best way possible and uh, I feel like I really came into my own and grew so much during that trip but if it wasn't for my mom telling me like sometimes it's like you have to look at the fear like is is this fear going to be the biggest fear or is the fear of not doing like the fear of what's at stake going to be bigger than that fear yeah sometimes fear has motivated me to action quite a bit depending on the right fear yeah so I but that might be a different podcast episode. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. hey, maybe. Okay, the next one that I think that uh, that stops people is actually the fear of overwhelm. Okay. Right? The yeah. reality that like when you start thinking about the goal and then all the actionable steps that happen, people get really overwhelmed by it. Like, oh my gosh, here are all the big steps that we have to take. I- I'll just use a simple one that sometimes people get overwhelmed and decide not to do it in is, uh, you know, weight loss, right? Yeah. So a lot of people right. will put like a 10 or 20 pound goal and then they're like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Okay, why well, should I count my calories? Do I not right. need to count my macros, right? Like all this, yeah. all this stuff. And then like diet needs to change, then physical workouts. Well, what kind of workouts? And some people are saying just do cardio, yeah. right? Like, and do strength training. There's, there's so a thousand m- options. There's a thousand options. And then when you go to food, there's even more right. options. <laughs> are, are you doing keto, paleo, whole food, or like whole 30? You're like, oh my gosh, like you don't know which one to go to. Yeah. Uh, and that could be very overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and then especially, I think this has been the hardest when I go in, on diets is like my snack intake. Right. What <laughs> snacks are healthy? Like what okay, should what I go it, after? What are your, what are your go-to? Uh, I just fast at that point because like I've never found like really good snack oh, uh, options. Good list about a thousand of them right now, but okay. <laughs> then you're my go-to person at this point. I'm going to just text Well, you. healthy. I mean, I can do healthy too, but I'm talking about like what's your guilty like. Oh, guilty. Oh, dude, I got tons of those. I thought you meant healthy no, snacks. No, I'm talking I was about like, guilty. But how hard is it to find healthy snacks that you could just go throughout the day that are not like nuts? Oh, like I feel peanuts. like I could, I could help you out in that area. Mm. Yeah. We want to hear the unhealthy the guilty? snacks. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, both of you. Ooh. I mean, my, I'm going to be honest. Is potato chips, but it's very specific potato chips. Like Lay's potato chips? Or? All potato chips are not created that's, equal. Yeah, that's true. So I do not like a kettle. It's too crunchy. We know how I feel about mouth noises yeah. in my own mouth. I can't handle that's it. That's why I'm surprised like you like potato right? chips. Yeah, but there's specific. So it's not the Lay's typical yellow bag. Mm. It's the Lay's natural and trust. 
that these are basically the only potato chips I've seen that actually stay intact. They don't crumble into a million pieces. They're very crunchy, but not in the same kind of kettle way. And the salt level is perfect. But I am telling you, try to not eat that whole bag and basically one or two sittings because it's it's very challenging. I mean. That and then the dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. Mm. Oh, those are great. Ooh, those are so good. We, we'd be in a lot of those yeah. in my house. A little salty, a little sweet. So, uh, so my, my guilty pleasure would be Oreos. Like oh, double stuff. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Going for the, the big ones. The worst thing I've ever done is I looked at the nutrition. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. For Oreos. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. It's just like it, some things are Do you, better look, left I can. I, I haven't ever looked. I'm okay, not going to look. I'm not going to tell you. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits. But the biggest question is, where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life. You'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash life focus and use the code FOT15 to get started. So we've talked about fear of failure. We've talked about fear of change. We've talked about fear of overwhelm. I'm curious though, Ken, if somebody is, if they have a big goal and they're feeling overwhelmed, like what are some strategies or some, you know, mindset things that they can think through to help overcome that hump of it being so overwhelming? Yeah. So I like to think about, stop focusing on all the little details and like, what are the big three, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, We use that here at Full Focus, but like, what are the big major tasks that need to get done yeah. to make it happen. So let's go back to weight loss, for example. I'll be like, hey, listen, like, yes, you could get a whole new diet plan, but that's going to be too much work. Right. Like, you may not know that. Like, what are some big major things that you can do that will drastically move the lever? So yeah. for example, if you're not working out, like, go start working out, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the other thing may be like, hey, just start eating a salad. Like, just do one big thing, or you could call it one small thing, depending yeah. on how you look at it. it can change what you're doing versus trying to figure out a whole diet plan. Yeah. Cause I think that's where it gets really overwhelming. Well, I think the other thing is like, I would say almost don't go for the big things, like get smart, start really so small. With me. Yeah, I am going to disagree. What, yeah. I would say start really small and think like, what is just the next thing that you need to do for this goal? So if you know, let's just say that your goal is to, I don't know, somehow get healthy one way or the yep. other, whether that's losing weight, whether that's creating a, you know, exercise routine that is, you're going to be consistent with, it could look like a thousand things, running a marathon or, 
I would say write down what are the smallest next steps that you can take right now. So maybe that is reaching out to a friend as an accountability partner, or maybe that is um, literally going to Google and searching like best workouts for at home or whatever it is. Like start really small and get a couple wins under your belt. And then you can go and eventually, you know, you're going to keep taking that next step. And yeah, these things should be rising, even if they're small to the level of a, you know, daily big three, um, your, your three priorities for the day, uh, if this is a goal for you. And so maybe that's working out maybe every day on your daily big three, you're saying, you know, I'm going to work out and that's going to help me to not feel overwhelmed. Um, because I just know that that's a one thing I have to do today for that goal. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you disagreeing with me. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> no, no, but I, I actually 100% agree with you. And let me clarify, when I say do major things, like the big thing, it's, for example, health, right? We're just talking about the major levers, like working out. That's yeah. the big thing. Right. Okay, but in there, there's the right. small little thing you should be doing. Yeah. Don't try to figure out the 90-day workday plan. Yeah. Sometimes you're not ready I think for people that. do, though. I think people get into it, and this is where the overwhelm comes yeah. in, is they go, oh, gosh, like, I've got to figure out every single meal that I'm going to eat for the next you know, 70 days or whatever time period you're looking at. And I've been guilty of this too. Like I've totally done this where I've tried to, you know, create a meal plan for weeks on end. And by like day four, you're like, if I see this piece of broccoli and whatever else again, I'm going to throw up, you know? And so you have to, you have to allow for life to happen. And that's, that's the whole thing. What, no matter what you're trying to achieve, whether it's, you know, a health goal, a financial goal, whatever. I think the important thing is you want something that's sustainable yeah, it's going to push you outside of your comfort zone, but you want something that isn't so overwhelming that you're going to want to quit before you get started. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. I, I know we're not focused entirely on the planner on this, focus on this, but yeah. I do feel that my favorite part of the goal detail page is the next steps. Yeah. Me too. Whatever. Block. Because you go, oh, here's my big goal that I have. That's overwhelming. Then you write in, oh, I have to do these three things to get started. And then you literally take those and just put them on a daily page. And yep. it feels, you're like, and you're on your way. And it feels, it just, it really is. Like, I remember the first time I did it, I went, oh, I, well, I can do this. You well, know. it's like you're getting into action as quickly as possible versus like just thinking about it. And I think that we can all get into this situation where, you know, you have a goal and you're excited about it and all the things. And then you're like, oh my God, where do I start? You know, and I think that if you can just get into action, like what are just some really small, like I'm going to schedule time to do that thing. Like yep. that could be your next step. It's not even necessarily doing the thing. It's just getting it on your calendar or telling somebody else, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And after I do it, I'm going to text you, you know, like whatever it is, it can be as small or as big as you need, depending on the goal. But I think the point is get into action. And to me, that feels like the cure for overwhelm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The last one yes. that we're going to talk about today. This isn't the only fear, but these are like the big four that I would say uh, people have a hard time yeah. in going to achieve their, their dreams or their goals. All right. So first we got fear of failure, then fear of change, fear of overwhelm. The last one is fear of rejection. Oh, yeah. I Nobody know. wants that. I know. This we one's all getting real personal. Like, We've all been there. I mean, I so could, how does this relate to goals? Because we know, obviously, like we all have a story. Yeah, I'm sure got a story of being rejected or just being heartbroken or whatever else. But like, how does this relate to somebody trying to go after a goal? 
Yeah, I mean, there's different ways, right? So if you have a goal of like saying, hey, may- maybe you want to get into a relationship or you have yeah. a goal of like starting your own business. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want to start their own business for the simple fact of how much they're going to hear no. Yeah. Right. Like people are not going to buy their thing. Yeah. They're going to feel like, oh, my gosh, if my friends reject me from this or uh, if people don't like my product, they hate hearing no. Yeah. Right. And that crushes them. Yeah. So the reality of that, like and that's just that goal, right, business. But if you're in a relationship or trying to start a community, I can tell you, we moved to, to Nashville a year ago. Right. We have to put ourselves out there to continue right. to build friendships. And sometimes it's hard. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, oh, man. If I want to pursue those people and they don't pursue me back, I'm going to be rejected. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you look at my planner uh, for Q2, that was one of my goal, my mm. quarterly goals, like continue to grow five deep relationships with these people. Right. That's and good. I'm like, man, they may say no. Yeah. To my friendship. Well, I think that there's something inherently vulnerable about going after a dream. Like you are putting yourself and your dreams on the line. Yeah. And that in and of itself, no matter what it is, it could be something with work. It could be something with, uh, like you're saying, relationships. It could be uh, financial. I mean, there's so many areas that this could fall into. And it's by nature vulnerable to say, I want this thing and I don't really know if I have it in me to get it, but I'm going to try anyways. Like yeah. that is vulnerable as all get out. I mean, yeah. to me, like there's nothing more vulnerable than, than taking a stand for you and for what you want and what your future, you know, that it can be. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you're, when you're setting your goal, it's like, okay, well, how many ways can this go wrong? <laughs> you know, like there's a ton and I'm sure that a lot of those are going to be about rejection. Yeah. But at the end of the day, asking yourself, What's at stake if you don't do this? It's like that question my mom asked me, like, what happens if you don't do this? Yeah. You're going to regret this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I, and I actually come back to fear of rejection. Uh, one of the ways that I have combated fear of rejection is through fear of regret. Yeah. So I remember uh, I have a rejection story. We're not going to go yeah. through that of, of a relationship. But then afterwards, when I was getting ready to propose to my now wife, I remember battling like should i propose should i not i wasn't sure i cannot I was like, even imagine uh, like going through this it, like, i have a lot of compassion for, <laughs> men for this. i just was like man what if there's someone else what if this doesn't work out what yeah. if it doesn't like all the fifty thousand scenarios and i just remember a, a good friend of mine at the time and he still is we were sitting in his car and he's like will you regret never being with her we're like what happens if you lose her mm. And I just started crying and I was like, I cannot lose this woman. Yeah. And like that solidified in my heart. Like I have to marry her. Yeah. And like I created a whole plan and the rest is history, of course. But uh, I'll tell you the proposal story on the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that for the Valentine's theme. I I feel like it's worth saying that this rejection idea and to your point, Marissa, uh, I did a whole podcast on shame a few years ago. And as what comes up through this idea is like, what are these evolutionary feelings and emotions we have? And the idea of rejection being painful is by design. It is innate within us to feel pain when we are rejected because back in early humans, a no, a rejection meant you may be unsafe. You may be cast out from the support system. Humans are social by nature and need each other. And so it makes sense that the no is painful, but we also have to know we can persevere through that you're not yeah. being yeah. cast out into the jungle to fight off the lions or whatever <laughs> like totally you know, we can move beyond that 
And I think that, um, you know, it, it really does go back to that, like pain, pleasure kind of, you know, I don't know what you call it. Dichotomy. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yes. That's because, a good one. Yeah. Felt, felt right. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> all words are subjective. It's fine. I feel like though, if you, you know, we're talking about all these different fears and I think that to me, what I want people to know is because there is a fear that's coming up for you, doesn't mean that you have to do anything with it. Like one of the best things that you can keep in your tool belt for fear is just mindfulness. So when that fear comes up, you have that fear of failure or, you know, you're feeling scared that somebody's going to reject you and you're about to make that phone call and ask for that thing or, you know, whatever. And you're afraid that somebody's going to reject you. Just stop for a minute and notice that fear and go, oh, okay. Hi, fear. I see you. I'm aware. You know, I'm understanding why you're coming here or what you're, you know, whatever you need to tell me. Thank you. And I'm going to go back to what I was doing. You know, like there doesn't have to be some big thing where you go, oh my gosh, no, I have to do something. This means I can't do this or I've got to change my course or I can't do it. You know, it's like just get comfortable and say hi to the fear and let the fear be there. Like you can have the fear there and simultaneously still move towards your goal. And I think that a lot of people think that in order to achieve something great or do something really big or get out of their comfort zone, that they're supposed to like not be fear. Yeah. And that is so not the case. Like fear is going to typically be more present in those situations. It's just, can you overcome it? Can you say to yourself, okay, I see you, I hear you, thank you, and I'm still doing the thing because I know that what is ahead of me is much brighter than if I stop right now. Yeah, yeah, and and I love that because if you, if you think about it, that is the definition of courage. Yeah. Right, it's like taking action despite the fear. Like yep. you know you're afraid of something, but yep. you're gonna do it. So every time I overcome fear, yeah. I think to myself, I'm becoming more courageous. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I flip it in my mind all the time. Like, okay, I know I have fear. I know I'm scared to do this thing right now. But like, what happens if I did? Like, if I overcame it? Yeah. What kind of person will I become? Right. Right. Like, what kind of things will change? And that motivates me to be like, okay, I am scared, but I'm going to do it. I'll I'll share one quick story. Uh, For some of you who watched the first episode know my proclivities to deep water. (laughs) Um, But this uh, one time, this is when I was very young, and I would say dumb. uh, I had some friends convince me to go cliff jumping. Oh, gosh. Uh, I've done it. I've done it. I, and I remember the first time I went cliff jumping, uh, the very first time, because I don't know how to swim, uh, I wore a, li- a life vest. Yeah. And they were like, just jump. And I just remember running to the edge, stopping. I'm like, dude, this is dumb. This is the craziest thing I will ever do. And I, But my friend was like, but imagine what you would have conquered today. You would have conquered your fear of drowning. I'm like, no, I would probably just drown. I would be drowning, I actually. <laughs> He's like, you can do it. You can do it. So, I mean, it took probably like five minutes of me running back and forth. I was oh, literally yeah. one of those people like running back. And finally, he's like, just you got to hit the screw button. Don't think about it and just run and jump. Right. And I was like, OK. And I just I was getting ready to count. And he's like, don't count. Just run. And I'm like, ah! and I just started running. And I mean, I jumped and leaped and I went in and I was like, God, I'm going to see you now. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where I meet my maker. Uh, This is where I meet him. Uh, And then I came back up 
And they're all like cheering, like, you did it. It was like a 30-foot uh, cliff jump. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I love heights. So this was like thrilling. And I ended up doing it like 10 more times, oh right? Uh, the last time I did it without the life vest because they're like, look, you come back up all the time. You'll be okay. And we'll be right here to protect you. And I was like, oh. like it was a new level. Again, I said I was a little dumb. Yeah, I did we're it. getting that now. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I did it. I, I, I was like, you okay, wow. yeah, because my friends were all like, look, we're all in the water. We'll, we'll, we'll get you if you don't come back up. I'm like, <laughs> power, power of peer pressure, power of peer pressure at the moment. Uh, so, but I remember just jumping and taking the courage of like, yeah. I'm not going to let fear overcome me. Yeah. Right. Fear will not be my identity. I'm going to be a, a courageous individual. Yeah. Well, it's looking at what is the, what's the end that you want? What's the outcome that you want and being willing to push through hard things now yeah. we're not condoning cliff jumping just to be clear okay? yeah and i wouldn't do that again. no definitely not <laughs> definitely not marissa biggest takeaway that our people can go with well i think to me fear is just part of it yeah like just know that you're gonna be scared and it's going to happen. And it's going to show up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons, whether you're scared of failure or of change or overwhelm, rejection, all of these and more. There's a lot of other types of fear that we didn't cover today, but it's going to happen. It's going to show up, especially if you're going after something great. And all I want to say is you can do it in spite of the fear. You can do it um, because of the fear like make that fear uh, work for you, you know, like we talked about and figure out what's at stake if you don't do this and make it work for you. And and just like you're saying at the end of it, you're going to feel a thousand times better when you have pushed through that fear. Yeah, love it. And I, I would say, and similar to what you said earlier, right? just acknowledge the fear, yeah. right? acknowledge it and then just address it very yeah. quickly. Like, okay, it's there. Let's move on. Sometimes you have to do deep work, right? right. Depending on what the issue yeah. is. Uh, but then other times just addressing it and saying, you know what, I'm going to move uh, in spite of this yeah. is great. And uh, I guarantee you, for those of you who are listening to this, if you're scared and not taking risk for your goals for Q4 of 2023 or beyond, right? Like take the risk. Like yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen is you're still in the same place. And guess what? You can try again. Yeah. And, and actually trying, you won't be in the same place. You won't. What, what is guaranteed uh, is if you don't try, you will be in the same space. 100%. And that fear still will be there just haunting you. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, It doesn't have to. I, I think most people will walk away regretting things that they have never done in yeah. life yeah. versus when they've tried. And they're like, man, at least I tried. And I have a funny story with yeah. it. Right? Like My dad always says... Is it just content? <laughs> it's just content. Uh, whenever I, we've like failed and whatever, you know, or like fallen on our face, he's like, it's just content. So, oh man, I have a lot of content. Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening today and we hope that this is encouraging to you and helps you go conquer your fears. Don't let those, uh, you know, scaries come for you. So thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. And until then, stay, stay focused. focused. 
This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.